with Crossface. The Daily Talk Show. A conversation sometimes worth recording with Josh Jansen and Tommy Jacket. It's a Daily Talk Show episode 171. Tommy Jacket, how are you this morning? Yeah, good. How are you this evening? Uh, I'm really good. I am above uh, where we're staying uh, in Dubrovnik is above a Irish pub. Sick. And so this is the second night in the row that we're uh, about to go to sleep to Wonderwall by a live <laughs> performer. <laughs> Mate, there's only, there's, there's only so many old songs because there's no new old songs. So we're just, they're just getting a real run for it. I love watching people sing other people's songs like at, at pubs and stuff. I was at over the weekend in yeah. Echuca. We were watching this guy just, he was so talented. And I just started think, looking at him just thinking, you know, and I just started, started going into what, he's, what his life has been like. Just like. Doing the story. Yeah, I was doing the story because, you know, he, he doesn't look like a rock star. So you start making judgments based on his looks. Not bad. I was like, this guy's super talented. But what doesn't he have? Why hasn't he made it? Yeah. Then I, then I you're thought, putting the Australian Idol producer hat on yeah, and yeah. thinking like, what's his story? Yeah, I was, he, you know, <laughs> I was dicko. I was like, you know, what's happening? Okay, um, but then I started looking at the equipment he had and thinking about how much money he's earning. And then Amy said she, he, we we came up with a figure of four hundred bucks he'd be earning for the afternoon of singing, and I thought that's not bad. Yeah, almost a hundred bucks an hour. It sounds about right. Um, do that once a weekend, little you know, Bunsen burner on the side. Not bad. Uh, but yeah, I mean... I actually, I said to a mate uh, the other day when we were uh, driving along on a road trip, I said, um, I reckon most... Mate. I, pre- I prefer most covers than originals. <laughs> What's your favourite cover? Uh, I like um, Haya. I don't know that one. I don't know the ver- but it's like my baby don't mess oh, yeah. around. He's like acoustic version. It's quite oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like a wonderful a good one. I like a bit of Oasis. Some really good covers. I think when they're in a different tone from the original, like they've they've shifted it. Yeah. You can either ruin ruin it or you can absolutely win. Um, Anything that's an acoustic of uh, something that wasn't an acoustic. Yeah. I like that sort of shit. Yeah, 100%. Um, quickly, I forgot to tell you uh, yesterday when I was um, up in Shepparton, this is a bit of a, a podcast, talking about podcasts on a podcast, and I know you love that. So I'll just give you Perfect. at least one for today. Um, I was blown away because it, uh, up where I was in Echuca, that's where like uh, the radio would actually send out the signal from Shepparton so the Echuca people could listen to us. Um, and so I had it on 96.9, the old station that I used to host on. And um, I was listening to the new the new people on there and um, obviously judging them as well. And uh, <laughs> also One of the guys' name's Tommy, isn't it? No, he's gone. Oh, no. He's gone. Don't make that up. Okay. Um yeah, so I think it's Josiah and Ellie. They sound great. It was awesome. Yeah. I was thinking about like they're, they're at their point in their journey and I was thinking it's cool when you've like, I was thinking that's, I was at that, I was at their spot um, yeah, on my journey and so it's like the same path but just every, you know, they're on theirs which, yeah, I was just mm. getting like nostalgic and uh, reflective but on it's it. not completely 
it's not completely linear. Did you see yourself in upon reflection? Mm. Do you think you were at a similar time in your life when you were doing it versus what it seems like they're doing? Yeah. So I, I always used to think you, I think everyone sort of sees ahead of themselves. So you, you're looking forward so much. And so you don't really stop and think about, okay, I'm here uh, because this is where I'm meant to be on my journey. I'm not as good as someone in a you know metro market, or I'm not as accomplished as or you know I haven't made it that far, or I just haven't earned that yet. So you're as good as where you are right now. Um, and you could, I, I think it's easy to get ahead of yourself, thinking oh, I could easily be in a metro market. But I was like, I embraced, <laughs> and that's what I did in Shepherd. I embraced the place that I was in on the journey and the learnings I had. And so it was cool to think about that's where they are. And that's where I was. And then it could go, you know, somewhere completely different after. Um, so I was kind of... How has it changed? F- for me? I, um, no, as in the uh, the radio station, does it, is it new imaging? Is it sounding different or does it sound the same? Yeah. So this is what I wanted to tell you about. It, it all sounds very similar and they're talking about similar shit. I bet you their first week they did the topic of should you put pineapple on the pizza or not? Um, does fruit belong <laughs> on pizzas, guys? Uh, but I didn't hear that. They actually sound a lot more um, relaxed and uh, normal than I think I did, but I'm hypercritical on myself. But what I did notice was the ads. And you never, like anyone who's been or lived in regional areas or country areas knows that like there's some pretty interesting ads. Frank Walker's everywhere in Australia selling the tiles. But what I did notice was a massive increase in podcast ads. So the Hit Network, which is where I was on in um, Shepparton, they own or they're, you know, they're part of Podcast One. They've got the, I don't know if that's like a separate business, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so the uh, SEA bought into Podcast One and they they own the Podcast One Australia yeah. um, section. And so there's, there's like um, 30 second ads spruiking the podcasts that are on their podcast one network which was not around how do they explain it it they had the hosts and they were they used like little snippets of the show it was like a fully produced 30 second ad uh, a line of, a line of d i think they called it back in the day loaded in um and so <laughs> they were it was interesting though because it was like you know you um women talking about like there's a podcast of these two girls that explore like health topics but it's so fascinating. I heard like maybe four different ones across the weekend that I was there. But I was like, it's so funny. Like you're steering people away from listening to your radio. Because I mean, this is a thing. Yeah. People get like the bug, the podcast bug. You, know, you go down the rabbit hole, there's hundreds. Once you jump on that app and then you're like, hang on, what else is there? You're telling me that there's a show called Serial? Oh, that's, I'll listen to that. <laughs> Kim Kardashian. I was being Kim Kardashian at that moment last week. Um, but yeah, so was, that was interesting that they're really spruiking podcasting um, in regional areas, which is, I think, <laughs> dangerous for them because people were forced well, to. Well, I don't know if me. it's dangerous. I mean, what's the, what's, the, what's the option? What's the alternative that they don't mention? They pretend that podcasting isn't there don't build uh, an audience at all and get absolutely smashed at mm-hmm. that? Well, I think for the sales teams in these areas, it's hard enough as it is to uh, mm. to get people involved. And then 
I think, yeah, they'd the, be slipping away. The audience within these markets would be slightly slipping. I mean, there is some prestige in the local radio and people do love it. Oh, I did also hear an ad for um, search. It's like uh, searching for talent. Do you want to be, do you want to host your own breakfast show? And there was this girl, hi, I'm, <laughs> hi, I'm Ellie or whatever it was. Um, you know, I wanted to be on radio and I, you know, got my own show where you know now I can talk about whatever I want. I said, bullshit. No, you can't. <laughs> you talk about what they want you to talk about. Uh, you know, scoopla. <laughs> but it's um, so. What were they? What so were they trying to? Are they already trying to recruit new a new breakfast show? Or what was well, the, not, what's the deal? No, it's that um, SCA have a uh, program called Hubble or something. So it's like searching oh, for right. potential talent, and so. Um, the ad directed people to go to their website and it was a date. We've got a two-day event in Albury where you can come up and, you know, I think it'd just be people who want to be on the radio. And um, mm. and so they're, they're searching for people within the areas, which I've always thought those those towns should have like a Shep Lebrity, like a local <laughs> legend who is keen on, you know, being a superstar on radio and then have them in the town. Like it's... It makes sense rather than the blow-ins, yeah. blow-in like me. Well, I think that I've been uh, critical to uh, SEA, you know, podcast one previously on the podcast, specifically just around some of the language they use or the, the messaging they have around what they're doing and maybe trying to spin it to be more revolutionary than it actually is. However, with this stuff, I think that it's, positive i think the idea that they are going out to these regional areas and finding talent mm. because oh, yeah. i mean having i haven't lived you know in in these regional areas however i did live in berwick so close enough <laughs> but the um i'm i'm guessing that there isn't necessarily the infrastructure to help find talent so this is probably the the only way that they think that they can get a podcast and it might start a conversation and get them mm. into it and then discover that they can do it themselves. Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting shift and is definitely notable from the time I was there because I loaded a lot of the ads and I remember we used to push mm. people to go and listen to our podcast from the, sh- from the show itself, um, which surprisingly people did back then. And because um, is was- your podcast still around? No, did thank they take God. It down? No, it's gone. Right. It'd, it'd be costing the money to keep keep any of our data up there. They don't want any of that bullshit. So uh, the um, the ads that you voiced. Do you, what was your favourite ad that you ever voiced for the local station? Oh, it was everything from you know Shepherd and Showcase Jewelers. Um, it was like you know jewellery ones. Nothing nothing notable that I can remember, but just basic basic shit. Oh, yeah. Just for lo- any local business, it'd be more just like um, oh, we did a lot of competitions, so we didn't have to voice like you, you know, come down to Rick's Pool Center to get your discounted pool just in time for the summer. It wasn't that kind of stuff. Who would voice that? Um, no, they had a lot of that imaging coming in from somewhere else. I didn't actually see it, uh, but it was just it yeah. was more the competitions, the integration of the competitions that we. We ran, you know, and then you'd try and do some creative idea. And in um, in hindsight, it's like there was a lot. We, we you, you kind of compensate with some super creative idea, 
like one we tried to get it was like this animal thing i can't even remember what the prize was but we got people to bring down their animal and then we ran them through this like um you know like a, a obstacles course and i just remember i've got video of it and just someone brought their sheep down and they were just it was bizarre and a pig someone brought a pig down and so they're like we're like weaving these pigs through this thing and like definitely a bit of um, animal cruelty happening just like pull come on come on like they really want to win so they're trying to pull them through the fucking the hoop of the tire and <laughs> this animal's just like hating it and then uh yeah they probably won i mean that's the thing that podcasting i wonder that podcasting hasn't worked out or it hasn't yet fit into that sort of area which is what radio does so well which is the community yeah. local content like do you mm. think that it's eventually going to get to a point where there's going to be up and coming people with podcasts and they will you know create these integrations with the shopping center and be doing all of this sort of yeah, stuff yeah it is interesting i think half the audiences are so niche you know like yeah you get christian hull's audience down to the shopping center it's like you know exactly yeah. who you're going to get, um, yeah. which... Well, you definitely won't have any of those Coles minis left, <laughs> could you imagine? The Christian Hull's audience at the, the shopping centre, they've run out of caramel chocolate <laughs> and someone just stabbed someone for the... For the uh, the little the yeah. down down prices a down finger. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I don't know. It is something that I like about it because regional towns, like, they get around the radio. And the kids listen to, but yeah. um, shout out to the Jarrett's if they are listening, because I know um, the family that I stayed with, or that I went to uh, visit on the weekend in Kyabram, um, some friends of mine, and you know Mitchell. Um, I yeah. know they, they do about a 25 minute drive every morning from Kyabram over to the high school in Shep. And they used to listen to um, Star FM, and they still might. But I know they listen to our podcast while they're driving, so it's like it's changing. Maybe um, nothing better than learning about uh, scams that might happen <laughs> in regards to masturbation videos than on the drive to school. Yeah, well, <laughs> Mitchell's just uh, gone eighteen, and and his brothers yeah, uh, a lot younger. So we're you know we're bringing them up to scratch. Good to learn what's happening um, in the big smoke. <laughs> yeah, well, t talking about radio, it's actually probably good timing. Uh, overnight, we got an email from Kyle. He says, Dear Tommy and Josh, my name's Kyle. Really enjoy listening to the Daily Talk Show. I'm about to start a role at a radio station in Victoria as a digital content producer. I like to think that I'm following in your entertainment industry footsteps. I've got a few questions that I'd love to fire at you both. Are you ready for them? Oh, yeah. TJ? I reckon this is going to help okay, first um, one. the Jarrett's in Kyabra, but... Uh <laughs> Never yeah. this is talking about niche um <laughs> number one do you find it difficult to switch your brains off content ideation mode i'm always conceptualizing and adding to my personal content list but i want to have the ability to switch off um no chance abc leon, leon <laughs> always be contenting yeah yeah I, I don't i don't think it is about switching switching it off i think that it is about prioritization, working out, okay, what is it? What are your goals at the moment? Mm. And then having a mechanism to uh, write down 
Mm. the ideas that you do have because yeah. if they're in your brain they're taking up space and they're taking up you know capacity to actually do anything and to yeah. think whereas if you have them in a pipeline and you can put you know we we use a big trello board you could use something like that have a list of everything all your ideas and then be ruthless when it comes to filter yeah and you can have those ideas sitting there for ages i have watched some of kyle's stuff shout out to kyle yeah we've spoken on uh, Insta DMs, he slid in, and uh, slid in. Yeah, mm. I like some of his videos, and I and I feel like I was watching them, thinking um, that it, it was very. I I was very similar to the what he's doing now, um, a few years ago, and I remember like he's just. I feel like he's given heaps of ideas a crack, which I think he's probably saying writing that question because he's thinking about how much he's thinking about the stuff he's doing. And I think it's, I think it serves yeah. you for a time where you are just obsessed and, and always contenting because it will slow down. I think, I, I don't think there's any, you know, like you look at Casey Neistat nonstop vlogging for a, a, a few years that wasn't ever going to, you know, stay the same, the same pace. And he's now like giving pushback to the amount of what he does. Right. And so I think everyone, you correct you you overcorrect. So you go real hard and then you slow it down and work out what you prioritize. So I don't think there's any danger in just immersing yourselves in it, especially for the role that he's going into. It's just like, you've got to be on. Yeah. You've got, you know, you're you're trying to prove yourself, not, you know, in, in some senses, you're trying to land a whole bunch of ideas and some won't stick, but if you've got lots of them, maybe it will. So just go hard, son. ABC. Yeah. And you don't want to be the donkey, as as I've uh, heard, which is you know the donkey is depends thirsty. in what context, mate. It wants something to yeah, in this context <laughs> where the donkey. Imagine the donkey's thirsty. It's in the middle, uh, or it's thirsty and hungry. Yeah, it's in a middle of the field. On one side is food, on the other side is water, and it keeps going back and forth, and it can't decide. To, whether to eat or to drink and it ends up dying and that's what can happen with our ideas <laughs> is we can be so we can you know we can be back and forth and be you know questioning ourselves and then we don't end up doing anything mm. Um, I know when I was working at the radio station, the biggest shock for me was I had this idea that I was going to do what I thought was sort of a nine to five job. And then I was going to come home and have my side hustle and I was going to be creating all of these personal projects. And um, I think the benefit of working for a radio station or being an employee of any company is you are you can give yourself permission to say this is what i'm focusing on and go all in on that use that as a mechanism to create focus mm. and um because i think that there could be a risk there which i think that we all have done throughout our careers which is focused on our side hustle more than the actual job and at that point it's normally the transition you know you can probably have a runway of six months of being checked out of one job yeah. and focusing on side hustle before you actually want to take off, right? Yeah. Um, but from day dot, I think focusing on, you know, 
I think, you know, an extension onto this topic is focus on who do you, who is your boss? Who, who do you report to? Who actually is going to be measuring how you're going? Cause I know that I would, uh, you know, in that whole distracted space, think of, you know, in, impressing everyone and you know all these six people all wanting different things I, you know there was i remember um the you know, oh, you know different different people from different shows asking like requesting things and i'll do it and yes it, it it does create great relationships that last a long time but it's if you're expecting just to do a great job thinking about the sole uh, person that you're reporting to i think is good as well mm-hmm. and um are you still reporting to Jules Lund? He, he's still uh, checking <laughs> yeah, in, micromanaging you? Uh, yeah, I, I'm just uh, texting him now. I, uh, question number two, does it regularly frustrate you that through social media, everyone now is a content creator? Because of this, I feel as though 90% of the content I consume, especially on Instagram and Facebook, is rubbish content. Should there be a content creation license you need to earn before <laughs> being able to post? Yeah, it's um, when we do it for a job. I I think it, it. I think people are more amazed at the quality of what sometimes I put out, um, but I feel like they're looking at me like a punter and don't think that it's like actually what I do. It's my job. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I, I think I think it's great that everyone can create. It changes the game for the people that are actually taking it seriously because they have to relook at how they're approaching it. Because if everyone can do it, you know, and, and yeah, you just got in early. There's no point of difference once everyone can do it, and so you yeah. have to focus in on what what that point of difference is. Um, but Absolutely. you should have a license. Yeah, I think you that definitely should have a license for your <laughs> shit. <laughs> no, but I think they say. I think it's. I think it is good to. Um, to use shit content to inspire. Like I find that I get, you know, a lot of comedians will go to a shit comedy show and that will actually spark them getting up and going to an open mic and doing it. I think that it's, um, you know, the democratization of all of the tools so that anyone can do it obviously creates noise, but it also creates an opportunity for you to do something unique. So I think I would deconstruct what, people are doing and saying okay what is it that has become the status quo what is just the standard and then building from there yeah yeah it's um it, what it actually has changed also is the 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 fear that people would have i remember when i first started posting videos not a heap of people were doing it that were friend that i knew and so there was those mm. that feeling of and i kind of brushed it i kind of you know went in like a bull and tried to not think about it when i put out a video you feel those little feelings of like oh fuck i wonder what people are thinking but i know for for now if everyone's doing it you're just another person that's posting content so that has kind of gone which then allows you to focus on what you're actually creating um and maybe it allows you to kind of just uh fit in like so you don't really stand out when you are in that really shit phase that everyone goes through yeah. and, you, and you're getting better and better. So it allows you to just, um, you know, blend in and then hopefully you can, I think it's, once you get better, you can stand out. I think it's also um, a good opportunity to sort of stay humble. There's a, 
there's a tool that I love um, referring to, or it's sort of a, a theory that Dan Ariely, uh, Dan Ariely, a um, organizational psychologist talks about, or like a sociologist, I think uh, he talks about the Ikea effect, which is basically they you know, ran a study where they got people to make paper cranes. And then at the end, they had the opportunity of buying the paper cranes that they had made, or they could buy pre-made paper cranes. And what they found was people paid significantly more for the paper cranes they made. And so their findings were that, and this is why they call it the Ikea effect, is we value things more when we have a role in making them. So for instance, when you cook pasta at home, when you make the pasta, when you do that, there's a thing in us that thinks that the the food that we're making tastes better than it actually does. Mm. And so I think using the Ikea effect or knowing that the Ikea effect is there is a great way to stay humble because what it's saying is it's saying, okay, like because I make this, I'm already assuming a certain level of quality that may not actually be being seen by external parties. Um, And then secondly, I think that the filter of uh, no one gives a fuck is a really good starting point Mm. for content that you make. So, uh, yeah, and this is with the daily talk show. I think that um, our approach, you know, even in the tagline, a conversation sometimes worth recording, we realize that we fucking, you know, have hits but a lot of misses and we can be boring at times and all that sort of shit, but it's part of the process. Mm. I think that maybe getting comfortable with that um, can be really good too. And uh, then I think that um, you'll then feel less sort of annoyed by all of the other people doing shit stuff around you, Mm. (laughs) if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's good. Any uh, any more from Cowboy? What's happening? Yeah, we'll, we'll do we'll do one more. He says, uh, American hustler Gary Vaynerchuk preaches documenting over creating. I tend to disagree with this approach as it promotes average, lazy and non-thought through content. What are your opinions on this? Mm. Yeah, <laughs> interesting. Um, I, think, I think it's that advice is for people that are stuck in that... Um, space of I, I I don't know what to create and so I think mm. there's a lot more to document than what can what people can then what what people can create so it's like documenting I think people like seeing processes of things and seeing how things work and um, in the context of he, how he says it and why he says it it's like for business you know, um, it's for real estate agents, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but no, there is <laughs> like, that's the reality of it. I think it is the this leads back to his um, license, the content license. I think what Gary V is saying, you have a license, it's Gary V's fault. He's given the he's issued a license <laughs> to everybody <laughs> out there, and he said just document versus create. I think creating can feel kind of staged staged and a bit um, yeah. forced or overthought where he's saying don't overthink that just what's happening around you and what's happening to you and that's easier to tell it's more 
um, personable and more close to you. So it will come across, in some senses, it should come across more genuine than what it would be if you were trying yeah. to, to, you know, come up with some concepts and, you know, forge some, um, you know, something, forming some concepts and then executing it versus just what's happening around you and what, what's going on in your life, which is personal. Yeah, I I agree. I think um, it's sort of taking that minimum viable product approach, which they talk in, you know, startup land. It's, you know, what's the minimum amount that we can do right now to test this idea? And for for most people, you know, the coming up with the creative is too hard mm. but um working with what they have around them you know the the best camera is the one that's on you you know in most cases that's your iphone or your android or whatever you, you use Bullshit, i think that i carry around a red yeah. every day <laughs> my backpack you know you know red are doing uh, they've got a um smartphone now bullshit red red cameras yeah Whoa. yeah They've got, they've got a, um, it's still, it's being delayed a lot. I think it was announced last year in August and, um, it requires NKB a VHD. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it probably would. It's, um, it's pretty insane actually. If you, um, I think it's called the, the hydrogen. If you type oh, in yeah. the red hydrogen in, into Google, but, um, it's a, the idea is it's using a screen that can do sort of like holograms, I think is what it is. It's like the sort of three-dimensional sort of stuff. But the idea is and why most people are going to be buying this phone when it eventually actually does come out. Like a bunch of people, all the red fanboys put their um, deposits down already. But um, uh, yeah, the, apparently you'll be able to get really beautiful, uh, beautiful photos using yeah. it. And if you didn't know, red is like a um, cinema camera. It's expensive. Uh, yeah, camera. Yeah. camera. <laughs> if you don't care about cameras, it doesn't <laughs> Mate, matter. You, um, you nailed that. Well, so I was trying to think about people who, and I was thinking about myself that has no idea about cameras. <laughs> so yeah, I just, yeah. Exactly. Um, you I, were, I, that was more of a question, was it? <laughs> <laughs> I will red say. Red is a camera. Right, um, Josh? That's Mason, who was in the office yesterday, was telling me, about Gary V's team and this is something I've had a bit of a gripe with is when people compare Gary V's content to what they're creating for themselves and then want what Gary V has. I tell you right now, and yeah. Mason told me this yesterday, for Gary V's personal brand, he has 26 people working on the content. 26 yeah. fucking people. If they're on 40 grand each. Think about that, and if people are annoyed about having to spend four hundred bucks on a on you know getting someone to come out to film something, think again because he's spending millions and millions, and you're not going to get what he has for four hundred bucks. You're going to have yeah. to drop a lot more. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I think anyone that's getting annoyed at spending four hundred dollars probably should just uh, buy a GoPro with it and do it themselves. <laughs> yeah, true. It's probably. I am I am getting tagged approach. in a lot more and getting asked a lot more about um, products, what people should buy. Like yesterday, I was tagged in something. It's like, what what um stabilizer should I buy, and all all of this stuff for for yeah. for a punter. It's like they're not even a. Did you just tell them just to fucking use a steady hand, you lazy fuck? <laughs> Did you write that back? <laughs> I actually didn't write back. I was like, I can't, I can't be fucked. Like. I 
I did a bit of a Facebook uh, audits maybe you know, 12 months ago where I, I just uh, clicked red on all of my I had 99 plus unread Facebook messages. And oh, Bree's yeah. like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, I'm just like clearing it out. And she's like, what are all these? And she's reading them and they were just people that I like went to school with, you know, 2003 <laughs> being like, hey, Josh, I'm thinking about buying a Mac do you think that this would be the, like the best approach or like it's so funny the um, the amount of especially through Melbourne Geek and doing that blog uh, I do get the uh, regular Facebook message it always seems on if it's not on Facebook Messenger I feel like I'm way more likely to um, to respond yeah yeah, yeah for yeah. whatever reason Facebook Messenger just feels like a bit of a dark hole yeah well it's, it's how you position yourself though you were the Melbourne geek so you are the go-to yeah, guy exactly. for any sh- I had a caricature I was on <laughs> Melbourne talk radio which was a radio station which went uh, I think it went bust but um, I actually if you search on SoundCloud uh, Josh Jansen MTR uh, you'll be able to find uh the segment that I that I did with um, Glenn Ridge from Sale of the Century Genius. Uh, on me talking about technology and answering people's tech questions. Oh, yes. We should get a little snippet to play at some point. Yeah, that could be fun. Um, great. It's the Daily Talk Show, everyone. Uh, I'm, I better go to bed so I can listen to, I'm guessing, Shimmer will be coming up soon, that song. You know, another beautiful acoustic song. Do you know the Shimmer? She calls me from the cold. Just when I was alone, feeling shy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, really Who good. Are you? Everyone gets into the chorus. <laughs> um, what are you? What are you off to do? What are you doing? Oh, I've got a shoot. It's currently six thirty-four a.m. Uh, just in the office, about to get ready to head off to film some stuff. Perfect. Great. So, well, hi at the Daily Talk Show dot com is the email address michelle wrote uh, to us in regards to my uh, concerning email yeah. the, the blackmail email she said the blackmail email is a fraud i get one of those a week <laughs> <laughs> hackers get onto old forums and easy to act uh, easy to hack at databases um yeah so uh, i really i mean either I, I i had it on the way to work this morning i was thinking about the episode name for yesterday and i was really annoyed that we didn't go with you met you you messed with the wrong wanker (laughs) (laughs) that's that's very good the i did think maybe one of the things of trolling the dude who emailed me was i was thinking of writing back and saying hey uh I've actually front-footed by releasing my own video. (laughs) (laughs) I've decided to out myself. So you've got nothing on me now. Just completely disarm them. Uh, That that would be fairly shocking, to say the least. (laughs) Oh, God. Cool. Awesome. All right, have a good one, guys. We'll see you tomorrow. See you, guys.